What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 4040 of I Love It Here, I Hate It Here. My name is Steven. I'm joined by my squeamish co-host, Connor. This is episode 40. Yeah. Which just seems bizarre. That's This is 40. This is 40. That's your favorite movie, right? Yeah, it is. The 40-year-old podcast <laughs> what, if we, what if we did this when we were 40 years old? Like, no, what if we kept happen. this going until we were 40 years old? We kept it going for 13 more years? No, it won't happen. Yeah, I don't know if we can keep it up more than I don't a know year. if I could keep a child alive for 13 years, let alone a podcast. <laughs> which is, is that why you're is way that why you don't have a child? I mean, listen, I may or may not have already had one, just couldn't, uh, you know, couldn't keep Can't it going. That. All right, that's fair. Couldn't keep it going. You needed to water too much. Yeah. How do you feel about the, the adjective squeamish for you? So it works in some cases like, uh, you know, I'm not great with blood. Oh, I don't know that. I'm not great with blood, <laughs> but I think, you know, beyond that, I'm pretty, pretty good. Like there's not a lot of things that make me feel sick. That's fair. I don't either. Like the only time that I feel like squeamish, I guess, would be I get like motion sickness when I'm in like a passenger in a car and stuff. Like when I'm not driving, I get mm. a little nauseous at times. Yeah. You know, actually, I've just I recently overcame. It wasn't formally diagnosed as vertigo, but it was like uh, two weeks ago. I woke up on Monday and I lifted my head up and it felt like the first time you get really drunk and you're you're laid down. And you try to like put your foot on the ground, right? Because yeah. the room's spinning. I was like, I haven't drank anything, you know, in like over 48 hours. I haven't really been doing much. Like, I don't know why it happened, but it was like this off and on thing for it just got cleared up like this past weekend. So it was like almost two weeks of periodic kind of like dizziness, which was my sister fun. is really bad vertigo. Like like diagnosed and everything. Yeah. So sometimes Chronic? she'll be like on the couch and if she sits up, she'll be like, uh Yeah, it's <laughs> it's not fun at all. Yeah, really rough, but a good album and song by you too, Vertigo. Yeah, yeah it is. It's not too bad. I've heard, actually I know, it's, it's kind before. of insensitive now that I'm a member of the Vertigo community. <laughs> I think Bono owes me. Cancel Bono. Cancel Bono. Yeah. We have a guest this week. We actually have a guest. I mean, she's not going to be After... on at this part because we're going to talk about our albums first because we don't want to make her suffer yeah. through our banter. But sure, our friend sure. Kayla from high school, I haven't really spoken to Kayla much in the eight years we've been graduated she actually helped me out a lot with grad school stuff so i have picked up back like our relationship back up since then for like the last six months is when we kind of been chatting here and there but prior to that like we've been talking since high school i'd imagine i think you were closer to her in high school than we were because you guys did theater and stuff like that right right yeah yeah so she's gonna be on our podcast she's gonna join in after so until then we're gonna go through the albums and then give you some recommendations my recommendation this week is just <laughs> The best Steven, one that I've ever Steven's given. been teasing this to me for a while now. So I'm expecting something more surprising than the Goofy movie soundtrack. Yes, it is. So my album recommendation blew Connor's out of the water. No offense to you, Connor, but Wait, You're the Gentleman one? by Neo, yes. Well, what, okay, what would compete with that? Your Atlas FM84, whatever it's called. I don't think, I didn't put that forward being like, you know, this is better than <laughs> it's your a contest gentleman. each week. We're talking about like one of the one of the most <laughs> underappreciated R and B no nay artists of the past twenty years twenty one yeah. years. It's so good. I was I was kind of struck by Year of the Gentleman just because there were so many good songs, but then there was also songs that I think like track two or three. I don't know what it was called, but it was just like why wasn't this a radio hit too? Like almost every song on there was was pretty solid. Should have been a radio hit, yeah. So he's great. He has I. 
put a question in the doc saying, was this the best three stretch song of any album where it was single and then it's mad and then it's Miss Independent? Those three songs are fantastic. Yeah. And he's just such a good artist when it comes to like singing about feelings and stuff and like kind of being open about like kind of raw emotion, I guess I would say. His mad first big it. song was kind of about like showing emotion, right? Like, so sick. Yeah. That was like the first song I knew about him. So six, and then he had sexy love. And, and if you watch him on like YouTube videos, right, I'll come across like random videos of him on like Big Boy's uh, radio show. And I think I talked about this last week when you brought up You're the Gentleman, but he's legitimately super talented. Like he will sing on the spot and it sounds as good Just or better like the than recordings. That. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I was, I was doing a little reading on Neo and like under his like charity and stuff like that, he volunteers for uh, an organization called Little Kids Rock which is not to be confused with Little Kid Rocks, where children in northern Michigan learn the importance <laughs> of not bathing, drinking malt liquor, and showing an, an unhealthy indifference to their surroundings. <laughs> what if? What about Little Kid Rock? You mean like the, there's like one? Like, like small... Kid Rock the artist, Yeah, but it was Kid Rock as a child. Oh, that's what I think this Little, little Kid Rocks is. Okay. is like a camp where Kid Rock takes kids to northern Michigan and teaches them how to be... What, what does he call himself? Like a... A weirdo, a pimp, a, a pimp cowboy. Yes. I think is what he calls himself. So yeah. that's what I would want to do. Is I would send my child up north to Kid Rock, who calls himself a pimp cowboy, yeah. where there's like no cell service, <laughs> and I would just be like, "Here, little Tommy, go hang out You're with not... Uncle Kid Rock." Uncle Uncle Rock, Uncle yeah. Kid Rock. <laughs> I bet you he's a great hang if you're a white dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably the only qualifier for that. And then you had Atlas by FM84, which is solid, solid yeah. instrumentals on that. I would say. The few songs that singing I preferred over the non-singing ones just because I like a little vocal in my stuff. But even the non-singing, like, you know, we always come back to this and summer's almost done, which is insane. To Unbelievable. Think of, I hate that you brought that up. Just kind of how you just want to drive at night with the windows down in summer. And this is kind of that vibe of a song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you got to listen to it. You know, I've just been on like a bit of a kick for the past couple of years of, you know, the midnight and time cop 84 and then fm 80 no time cop 1983 and fm84 have been listened to a lot of so i'm glad you uh glad you get to listen to it what is your okay since you're just so hyped i wanted to pose a question first i was saying as i was saying best three song stretch of any album he had single mad miss independent then i was like is this good so i googled best three song stretch ever i didn't even make the board but listen to this from thriller michael jackson had thriller beat it and then billy jean that's, that's back that's, to back to back like that is untouched by anyone yeah that's tough that, to overcome Fleetwood Mac had a solid one where it was going to be never going back again don't stop and then go your own way but oh, I think wow. that rumors is like the whole thing is you yeah the whole thing. say any three songs from that so are you ready for my recommendation let me give mine first because okay. yours is so hyped up I don't want to yeah. like come in and steal your thunder mine is in the same vein as your neo uh, Year of the Gentleman, it is an album called Future Sex Love Sounds Ooh. from Justin Timberlake. You know, Sexy Back was on here. I think another one of the big ones from this was What Goes Around Comes Around, which might have been my first exposure to Scarlett Johansson. She was in the music video for that. I used to watch yeah. that in VH1 before school every day. Um, Love Scar Summer Love was also on this album. So uh, just just one of my favorite albums of 2006. Want to know what mine is, dude? <laughs> There's so much hype around this. You got to blow me away so right good. now. Yeah. My album recommendation for the upcoming week, I Soldier Boy Tell Him by Soldier Boy. Oh, why? why? <laughs> I got me some bathing apes. Yep. 
Yeah, kiss me through the phone on here. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't know kiss me through the phone was yeah, on there. Yeah, that's the only reason I'm doing this is because kiss me through the phone has been on my summer oh. playlist. So man, okay. I was I not guess, expecting this. Did I guess it up too much for you? Like you, you were expecting something little, good. You guessed a little bit, or I thought it'd be really absurd, like um from under the blanket, which I don't know how you would have that because from <laughs> under the blanket was a recording on our bus trip back from Cedar Point. No, not Cedar Point, from Chicago in eighth grade, where Stevie Bond hid under a blanket on the back of the bus and like sang cover like 30 second covers oh of God. songs we threw <laughs> that sounds awesome <laughs> <laughs> oh stevie <laughs> that's so funny yeah mine you know after i revealed it i was like man that's pretty you just gassed up so much if you didn't gas up it at all and then just like said oh yeah it's a soldier boy album i'd be like whoa yeah but nope here we are i'll try to do better I'm next still, time but this is I'm a this really is a banger of an album like i know a lot of these songs so. i don't know Birdwalk. i know it just reminds me of old cmms chris mccullough middle school dances like being out on the out on the dance floor in the in the basketball club cranking that soldier boy which is not on this album but that just kind yeah. of throws you back you know we had soldier boy crank that we had low by flow rider we had some this, solid jams does this album have ya trick ya that was his other album his debut album okay gotcha i remember i, I went on a family trip to this island in northern michigan and i was without internet for i was out there for like two or three weeks I remember coming back and it was in the throngs of MySpace days. And I come back and like friend Ryan had cranked at Soldier Boy as his <laughs> song. And like half the profiles of my friends had that song. So I came back from two or three weeks away and that song had taken the world over. And everybody storm. knew. In the dance, everybody knew the dance. It was just incredible. I was watching dance routines, tutorials for that. So I could kill it at the, the, the middle school dances. I was looking up crank that Batman and crank that Spider-Man because there were two like remixes to it. So I was getting everything for that. And I just never danced in front of people. So that's what I was doing with my life. So where are you on the Soldier Boy gaming console phase? Like, are you on a two-year rotation? Do you go back and forth between like the, the Nintendo Switch and the Soldier console? Yeah, I'm totally in on everything Soldier Boy. If it has the name Soldier Boy as a brand, I'm buying it. As you should. I'm, I'm looking at this right now, and it is gold, Jerry. It's gold. <laughs> Listen, he goes at his own pace. He's single-handedly responsible for the explosion of the brand called Bathing Ape. I remember looking at getting a pair of those shoes in middle school, and they were unbelievably expensive. It was like Yeezys before Yeezys. Oh, yeah. Were these Bathing Apes because Soldier Boy wore them. And then before Kayla joins us, I just want to talk about two things quickly with you. The first being that I we saw... hate women. <laughs> no, that is not it. Oh, <laughs> awkward. I was just going to say that I saw the new Suicide Squad, which is kind of like a sequel, but also kind of like a reboot by James Gunn, which is pretty solid. It was a lot better than I thought. And I just wanted to bring this up because there's a, a, a gem on Letterboxd, an absolute gem where it says, I can't believe James Gunn spent half of this movie's budget making people see john cena just get it like <laughs> okay, you can't yeah, see you can't me see john me. cena yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. like i can't believe they spent all that on cgi for <laughs> nice that's a that's a really good review yeah and then i want to bring a pretty up... solid review of it right like what did you give yeah. it out of five i give it four or four out of five i think okay wow. I've, I've toned down on the fives i've tried to like keep it more realistic for my own you're still you're still holding on to dodgeball as a five huh it is a five <laughs> oh it's probably a six <laughs> Okay. Then I wanted to talk about like the Olympics just ended. So the US had the most gold medals by one single gold medal over China. And then just absolutely obliterated every other country by having 35 more total medals than everyone Good else. Good Lord. 
Yeah, this also is my, not going to help for international relations. There is, I, we might have talked about this previously, but I think her name is Hitalin Diaz from the Philippines won their first ever gold medal, which is pretty cool. I guess yeah, shout out to the Philippines. Gold. There we go. So we're going to talk about for now, we're going to do like a super like high tech audio switch where it's going to be like, whoa, whoosh. And then it's going to be like, and then there's Kayla. That's what we're going to do. So we're going to cut right here. Now. Beautiful clap, Connor. And now we're here with our dear graduate friend and our dear listener of the podcast yes. and everyone's favorite yeah. person kayla hey what's up oh you know living the dream just moved into a double residence hall room by myself because my apartment's not ready but i just got to my new job out in pittsburgh or not in pittsburgh uh shippensburg as the assistant director of student engagement at shippensburg university so just chilling Learning the dream. <laughs> so previously you were working in res hall and all of that fun stuff. So you really liked a lot of, so for those that don't know, Kayla got her background in higher education, all of that stuff. And I actually talked to her for like three, probably not three hours, probably like an hour and a half about higher education for my own path because I was interested in it. And I knew that she went to school for it. So she was kind enough to talk to me. And now here we both are just, you know, following the footsteps of the great people before me. <laughs> There's many other people that came before both of us, so we're following in a lot of footsteps. But yeah, I was in res life beforehand. I worked as a hall director at Ferris State University for two years, um, both loved and hated both parts of my job at the same time. It was a wonderful time. Um, but yeah, I decided I really like student events and student programming more, and two years was kind of a perfect time frame to leave, especially you know as the pandemic kind of crested and stopped for two whole seconds. It was an ideal time to search, so we left. <laughs> Like, and now we come back, back and the Delta variant exists. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I need to tell I, you. I heard about, I heard an Epsilon variant was coming out. It feels like, it feels like the COVID's like becoming a part of Greek life. Like it's just <laughs> rushing different houses. It's like, oh I'm doing Delta, I'm going to try Delta this week. And then I'm going to go to Epsilon house. And then I'm going to be Kappa. It just, we're going to get there eventually. I hope it stops. That's what we can hope I hope for. it accepts a bid soon and just stops at a certain <laughs> variant. <laughs> I, I need to tell you that we usually do album recommendations each week. And my recommendation was I soldier boy, tell them by soldier boy. And I thought you would like this because I posted on my Instagram story like two weeks ago, kiss me through the phone. And you just replied to it with the phone number that he says in the song. So I thought that you would get a kick out of that. I did get a kick out of that. That <laughs> just made me laugh because for, like instantaneously, it just went right back through my brain. And I was like, why did I just transport back to 2008? Isn't it weird how it does that? Like my album last weekend was Neo's Year of the Gentleman, which had like closer, mad, mm -hmm. single. And it's like, it's did I get transplanted back to Metroscape? <laughs> Not Metroscape. Wait, Kayla, did you get to enjoy Metroscape? I know you were like nearby. Oh, yeah. And, but okay, gotcha. We thoroughly enjoyed Metro Skate. We all took trips in the family minivan, like rode together with our yeah. friends and went out to Metro Skate. <laughs> nice, nice. I, I wanted to also state that you and Connor did some acting together. We, we did. did. Yeah, yeah. That's actually how I met Kayla. So she came to John Glenn in our senior year and it was like the fall production of Lily Blonde. I think that was the first time Kayla and I had met was during probably rehearsals or mm -hmm. something like that yeah and then we ended up doing that same play out do you do you know how many times we ended up doing the show did it for like nine months straight we did it for like nine months it was like part of our lives where we did it for is that like a unique like uncommon amount of time to do a play yeah because yeah. I mean, like i don't know how you guys did at pin county but like when it was always you had three shows well three shows during the school year you had like the the fall slash 
you know, the fall production. Then you had like one acts, which was like a traveling show for like January, February. And then in the spring, like or April, May, you would have like a, a, a last show before summer, pretty much. So like three shows and you do them each like maybe a weekend for the two on the ends. And then like the travel show you do like once a weekend for like two months. <laughs> right. Uh, no, Pink Haunting was very much so you did a fall show and a spring show and that was it. There was no summer. There was no one acts. There was no competing. It was very low budget. So we didn't really <laughs> do much. <laughs> That's one thing that John Glenn had exceptionally fantastic thing was the theater production. Like I went to so many plays there, Phantom of the Opera. I saw Aladdin back when it was, I think we might've been in like sixth or seventh grade. Yeah, we were young. Yeah. And the guy who played the genie did a backflip. It was pretty cool. I don't remember that happening in the movie, but it's fine. It doesn't have to be like a frame for frame recreation. That's fine. But I never got into the, the theater stuff because every time I stood up in front of talk to people, I felt like I was just going to die. So I did not decide to do that. And look at you now. <laughs> I know I'm just living my best life. I, um, I wanted to know your guys' thoughts on chatting with like customer service people online. Hmm. Because I had an interesting experience with a guy named Kevin W from Dockers.com because I ordered some pants. So Kevin, if you're listening, I just want to say thank you very much. I was chatting with them because I ordered pants on July 26th. And then I got an email on like August 6th saying, hey, your order was canceled. I was like, oh, interesting. So then I chatted and I was like, hey, I got these for free shipping and I got it percentage off. And, you know, can I still get that deal? And he's like, yeah, sure, of course. So he had me order them again with the same thing. I used PayPal and he was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not seeing that it went through. And I was like, well, I have a confirmation number. And he's like, okay, give that to me. It's like, yeah, this was unsuccessful. So I was like, oh no, I'll try it again. I'm going to believe in you, Kevin W. And you want to know what? Second time use my credit card. It went through. Then Kevin W says, I'm going to do you one better. Free shipping and 60% off my pants. Wow, dude. I got That's some so nice pants for $21. Legally Shouts able to, to drink. Kevin W., if you're listening, I invite you on the podcast at any time. Um, we can talk about our shared experience together. I gave you five out of five stars. I just wanted to say thank you, Kevin W. Have you ever tried to flirt with the person on the chat box? Like, have you ever been like shopping for like shoes or something? But like, you know what? I'm going to try to I'm going to try to work something here. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Resounding no's from the audience here. Listen, I grew up in the Omegle generation. You just, you saw somebody online. You're like, I'm going to make this work. Is that his thumb or is that? I'm unwell. <laughs> Did you guys use Omegle growing up at all? Like chat yep. roulette? Heck yeah, dude. I, I don't endorse it by any means, but it was just a, it was just like a part of life. It's like, oh, my friends are coming over. We're going to have pizzas. We're going to watch Smackdown on Friday. And then once my parents go to bed, we're going to go on Omegle on the family computer. And uh, yeah, I saw way too many penises at a young age. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying that because of that website, that's all. I'm just going to. Oh, Omega uh, was a bad time for all involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's a thing. Should... Did you guys see there was a, uh, I forget, there was like some kind of moderately big artist a few years ago who did uh, like an Omega chat roulette thing during their concert and had them <laughs> oh, on like no. the back projection. It was went really poorly. They ended up getting like somebody and the video I saw was not there was no phallic objects in the video. It was just a guy who was like very surprised to see like a crowd of people. It's Anyways, like a, it's like a concert and little <laughs> girls there. It's like, Daddy, is that a 60 foot behind them? Oh my god, what are you, <laughs> talking, what are you talking about? 
Ooh, all right, Steve. All right. I just wanted to bring up that for a second. I know we were talking about customer to. service. Yeah, we kind of really straight off. of. But we that. got from flirting with your customer service representative to Omegle, the world will never know. <laughs> it's a pretty easy jump, I think, from point A to point B. Well, I've never us. had any noteworthy experiences with customer no, service. People. I will say that. I don't think I've really had like any super noteworthy bad experiences. I think the best one that I've had was with Amazon, arguably enough, which not really the best company to have customer service things with. <laughs> but like I ordered something for my friend's um, housewarming party because I created a registry and I ordered it, paid through my credit card, did everything that was already like pre-registered through the website, gets to the day where it's supposed to be delivered. And they're like, hey, you're orders undeliverable we're going to cancel it and refund you and i was like okay cool like i'll just buy it again forgetting the fact that when you cancel things on amazon like they're still going to try and send it and deliver it so now my friend has two sets of kitchen towels and two (laughs) serial killer cookbooks and she's like thank god you're coming over next week because now i'm giving you an apartment gift and then like (laughs) i texted or like i was like on customer service with amazon i was like do i need to like send this back and they were like nah you're good just keep it i was like honestly Amazon, not a great ethical company, but their customer service is very, very good. True. Like I bought a graphics Steven card. Steven loves Jeff Bezos, piece. Kayla. Don't, <laughs> don't buy into this. He loves Bezos so much. No, I'm just saying I bought a graphics card from them back in 2013 and it, it after six months, like it fried. So I was like, what do I do now? They're like, well, you didn't buy it from us directly, but we'll still refund you half of the price. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> so they gave me half off after the expiration and warranty. And I was like, dang, good. that's cool. They're always helpful, you know? Yeah. But Kayla, did you like, say that it was a serial killer cookbook? Mm-hmm. Well, could you could you explain? Like, are you cooking with like, <laughs> is it like Jeffrey Dahmer's own goulash? Maybe oh. with hitchhikers. See, here's the thing. <laughs> here's the thing. I don't know what this cookbook entails. Um, my friend had it on her registry and she's really into true crime. So Ashley, if you're watching this, I'm so sorry for just kind of outing your serial killer cookbook taste at this point. But I ordered it for her and I was like, I don't know what this is, but I think it might have just like be like an amalgamation of like true crime themed dishes, or at least I'm hoping that it's not like anything related to like serial killers last meals. Um, But at the same time, now I have a fun cookbook and an even better story of how I got it. There you go. That's incredible. The fact that they're I'm both surprised and not surprised that there's actually a serial killer related cookbook. I'm not surprised at all. (laughs) Like I'm surprised like, oh, somebody made that. But then I'm like, knowing that there's a bunch of people like serial killers not the like killers themselves but like the whole aura surrounding them has like a cult following like there's a lot of oh, people, yeah. like true crime stuff and i'm like there's gonna be a lot of serial killers in the future like people are just studying these notes i'm like hey if i did this differently then <laughs> i don't think those are the type of people who should be reading those books but you know say lovey <laughs> So I think that we should probably get into the love it's and the hate it's because I have some juicy stuff. Connor might and Kayla, we don't even know what you brought to the table, but Wild it is card. rule of thumb that the guest goes last. Are you okay with this? I'm absolutely fine with that. Okay. I just want to make sure Connor. Are you, you drinking vinegar? No, I'm drinking polar <laughs> seltzer. Um, it's okay. orange vanilla flavored. Why would oh. I drink vinegar? Because all I, we have in my grocery store, our vinegar comes in that same bottle kind of like blue and orange so i was like there's no way she's drinking vinegar she's pretty hardcore <laughs> she's doing that it's pretty hardcore absolutely not it is orange vanilla like flavored seltzer water and it tastes kind of like a carbonated creamsicle and it's fantastic Ooh, that sounds tasty my i can start it off then just because kayla just moved to shippensburg pa which uh, my mom is going to be mad if i don't ask you is shippensburg near pittsburgh or pennsylvania 
it's like three hours away so i'm down south and over yeah, um, i'm in philadelphia but you knew what i meant when i said pittsburgh or pennsylvania it's in pennsylvania uh, my yeah so my topic was just gonna be moving is my hate it because i've moved many a time um i've had i wouldn't say i've ever had a good move like a move where you don't have a breakdown i think is a good move which like the bar is so low for a good move like my i'm just thinking about like one of my worst moves was moving like i spent a summer in dc and First of all, on my way to the airport, the Detroit airport, my dad was like super tired. He had sleep apnea. He hadn't been sleeping well. Fell asleep while we're driving down to Detroit. He totaled my car. So I ended up having to reschedule my flight from some gas station in the middle of nowhere and had his friend come from like up north and like come pick us up a few hours later. And I didn't get to Baltimore like till like four or five hours after I was supposed to get there. And once I got there, the shuttle that was supposed to take me to D.C. was gone. So I had to pay $85 for a taxi to take me from Baltimore to D.C. So then once I got to D.C., I was just like, all right, uh, I'm good here because I could see the tab running up. I'm like, this is good. <laughs> like, this is 24th Street. Like, how far could I have to go to get to my thing, which is on 24th Street? Uh, I walked two and a half miles. It's like it's like 11 p.m., I am, you know, a smallish white man walking through some areas where I'm a clear outlier, dragging like my suitcase with my actual like suit bag on top of it with a backpack. I'm dying. I'm I haven't eaten in hours. I'm sweaty. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to go into any more details, but it was just hell. That was like my worst moving story. So I was just curious if you guys had any uh, any bad, bad vibes for moving literally all of them <laughs> um so looking at my current move i when i first accepted my job the first thing they were doing they're like booking up like look for an apartment now because you're probably not going to have one by the time you get here and i was like can we move my start date so i can have an apartment when i get there maybe yes no no okay cool so i started looking and i found an apartment that actually opens up in a month so i have to wait until like september 15th to even get my keys move in do all the whole spiel and they were like, yeah, we'll put you in like a residence hall. And I'm like, okay, great. And my mom's like, don't worry. We'll look for a storage unit. We'll look for a, like a moving truck. And I'm like, now I have to coordinate with my parents to coordinate the moving truck and the storage unit and pay my rent and just do all of this stuff. And like, it's just like whole scale mental breakdown. And then my dad looks at me and he goes, are you done? <laughs> and I was like, I love the compassion. I was like, I don't have the time for this right now. <laughs> I would just like to leave. And then when I'm trying to stay on schedule and my dad's like it's fine we'll get there when we get there I'm like I told them I would be there to pick up my keys at 9 30 we are going to get there by 9 30 oh, <laughs> and we did hey right on time my worst moving was probably when I was moving out of my apartment at Saginaw Valley how they told us that we had a week to move out and then a week turned into like 24 hours so I literally had to scramble to find somebody to help move my stuff what was the story behind that? What, why did they make it so quick? Um, because I got uh, incorrect information from one of the people that worked there. So I emailed the staff and I was like, hey, when do we have to move out officially? And they're like, well, you have to wait till the end of the weekend. And that was actually, if you're not out by the day you move, you have to pay like $75 per day that you're left over and in here. And I was like, Storage oh, fees. well, I got <laughs> I gotta bounce. Okay. So I texted Wyatt, who had a truck at the time. And he just came through in the clutch. 
he just brought the truck. We loaded all my stuff up in there and just two trips and we were done. But I was like, I hate this, <laughs> but I'm not going to spend 75 extra dollars each day that I'm going to live there. So I'm like, well, I'll just move, turn my keys in and said, see you. Yeah. No, no good moving experiences ever. I don't <laughs> think they exist. My love it here is just the idea of bucket lists and like bucket list items. I think it's kind of cool to have this list of things you want to do before you die. Because I think if you try to like, I don't know, I feel like if you put a, a deadline on things, it's a little bit easier to get them done. And as kind of morbid as it sounds like giving yourself the deadline of death, maybe that'll get people to inspire, <laughs> you know, inspire them to be a little bit more driven to do things that they want to do. Um, so yeah, I just like the idea of, of bucket list things. And I thought we could talk a little bit about things that are on our bucket list. You know, for instance, for me, it's like my mom's side of the family is very Irish. I'd, I'd love to visit Ireland one day. Uh, there's a specific city on a little island off the coast of mainland Ireland. That's where my family's from. And I'd like to visit there one day and just, you know, kind of, I don't know if I have like ancestors that are still there, but like kind of try to connect with them and see what happened to you know one of their offspring or something like that um i like well that someday answer. maybe own a home is owning a home like too much of a bucket list item for our generation <laughs> now like we're never gonna own one yeah it's too uh too optimistic i think i think <laughs> if i had my own home that'd be the only move that i would enjoy because i'd be like this is it like i don't have to worry about like a landlord you wouldn't be able pay. to afford anything else mm-hmm It'll oh yeah, great the point. Home. <laughs> you couldn't have food, electricity, nothing yeah. else in the home. And it would probably well, thank be like God a for one... the yard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at this That's yard. It's point. 20 square feet. Living this living in this proximity to New York, listening to people talk about how amazing their places that they live are, and then seeing them or like hearing about them and being like, oh yeah, it's like 800 square feet. Um <laughs> I paid a bath and a half. In and it's yeah, it's, it's 2500 a month, but it's got a great view of the Brooklyn <laughs> Bridge. And I'm like, so you don't have a yard. You don't have a parking spot. You, like, it's just absurd how much people will pay for so little out here. Yeah. But anyways, I guess my bucket list would be to not own a home in Brooklyn or anywhere in New York. But just to own a home. I can't wait to own a home. I used to hate my mom for not hate my mom, but like wow, hate watching. <laughs> I used to hate watching HGTV because it always inspired her to like do stuff around the house that meant me and my brother would have to wake up early and you know move stuff or whatever <laughs> but now i've started watching some of the stuff i'm like man yeah i can't wait to have a i kind of want to put in you know like a like a koi pond like in my side yard that i don't have yet you know you just have a vision board <laughs> that's funny but, but yeah i want to own a house that's like one of my bucket list things what's what's on your guys bucket list i have a bucket list item and it's to watch the movie bucket list with morgan freeman and jack, jack nicholson. nicholson good I don't, you know, I've legitimately not thought of bucket list stuff. Like I don't have like traveling is obviously one of them. Like I'd love to be able to like go to Europe. I think Europe would be very awesome and just kind of see the sites because as somebody who loves history, history is well, Eurocentric history is just all in Europe. So there's so much to look at in Britain and all of that stuff. And I think that would be awesome. And then I guess another bucket list would be to You've been meaning to do a Barack and Barack Obama impression for a while, right? That's on your bucket list. I've, you know, it's coming, but not today. I can't. Kayla, I don't know if you followed, but Stephen just is really good at impressions on this, uh, on this podcast. So, oh, I've I'm heard. Trying to, 
I'm trying to expand his horizon, see, you know, where else he can go besides uh, Shrek and a French person. I think you're his two best. Okay. Okay. There that you was go. My Brock yeah. Mama there you go. Yeah. I think that, like you and I were talking about a few weeks ago, I think on my bucket list is to read one biography of every U.S. president. That is a doable bucket list thing that I have so far. So between that and like traveling in Europe, it'd be cool well, to go to Russia too. I think. What about like writing a novel? When I, I, you know, I'm writing a book so far, and it's 30 pages, and I've hit writer's block, so I haven't written it in about a year. So, <laughs> such is life. So, so far I got four things, write a book, read a book on every U.S. president, go to Europe, and then don't die if I go into Russia. <laughs> I feel like every video I see that takes place in Russia is just bad vibes. Like anytime there's like a dashboard cam, it's just <laughs> like, gonna say. <laughs> uh, what about you, Kayla? Do you have any, any bucket list things? So I feel like this is a very cliche woman response, but I've had a bucket list since I was like 16. Oh, I, uh, I support it. Uh, and one of the things that, like, I've actually completed some things on my bucket list since college, which is fantastic. Um, one of my things that I still have yet to do is visit every NHL stadium in the world. Um, and I think I'm at, like, five. Um, but looking at the ones that I have completed, one of them that was there was drinking wine in Tuscany. Because um, I got to do a study abroad trip in college for about two weeks. And they were like, yeah, we're going to go to a villa. We're going to go sit in Tuscany, drink wine, and have a wonderful time. And I was like... I'm 19 and checking this off my bucket list. I could not be happier. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Tuscany would be awesome to visit. Just like all of, like, honestly, Italy is one of those places where you never, you never hear about bad stuff in Italy, even though I know there's definitely bad stuff there. But I, when I think of no offense to like Czechoslovakia, but I don't think of like Czechoslovakia being like, oh yeah, I gotta, you know, I gotta check out the wines in Czechoslovakia. Um, but like actually, Italy, just, I don't mean to like, correct you but as the czech republic and slovakia it's not oh oh my bad my bad i wasn't respect you know the country they Steven, separated Steven from the our... soviet union i'm just saying you need to sure put some respect on the name That's no what... good point yeah steven you're the geopolitical <laughs> expert here yeah i wasn't aware of that I forgot uh but yeah no italy yeah you should definitely go steven should definitely i'm gonna go. check it out my love is and hate it's i have some good stuff so my you're really hated, building yourself up here yeah i, I feel myself kayla's gonna listen to the me building up releasing soldier boy is my album recommendation it was bad and i regret doing that but here we are i'm just going to say that my hate it here is um the belligerent drunk man who was down by in downtown bay city who's literally yelling at everyone that walked by him and i was like you know you're kind of making this experience not fun for people because he was just very drunk and you know how we had the Princess Winona, the boat that goes like up and down the river, yada, 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 with all the old people going on it. And this dude's just cussing out a bunch of old people. I'm like, okay, you need to chill. And so I don't know if you guys have been to downtown Bay City anytime recently, but it's very nice down there. They have like a, like a little concession stand and like public restrooms and stuff. And I'm like, whoa, what? I can pee in a bathroom now. And so it's just kind of interesting that this guy's just yelling at people. Like he was using some loud decibel voice voices and was just dropping the f-bomb like every other word and i was like this is interesting and the people that i were with were like what is going on and so i just wanted to say that i didn't hate i didn't like it i hated it i was not i don't really care much for you know belligerent drunk people i don't know if you guys if that's your favorite kind of drunk person or not you can disagree with me and we can kind of have a debate but yeah 
if your drunkenness is bringing down the moods of other people and is just being violent and aggressive, there's no place for that. Especially a bunch of old people. Like I have a very soft spot in my heart for old people. And he was just like yelling at them because they're playing like old people, like old timesy music. And I was like, first of all, old timesy music is awesome. And also, I'm gonna push you into the water if you don't you stop yelling. Except at for really if he was drunk, he could have drunk. He could have drunk. Yeah, he could have uh, drawn. Then I'd be involuntary manslaughter, and then I'd be one of the people in the uh, serial killer cookbook. <laughs> there you go. We there love a good go. callback. Uh, yeah. What do you What do you think it was from his perspective? Not that it matters, but just like I think it's sometimes fun to think about from the other perspective. Like he, to us and to the outside world, this is a buffoon. So this is He's probably what himself happened. Look dumb. It's probably but what like happened. what is he thinking to himself? He's like. He's like, yeah, I'm making this moment mine. Like, this he is was mine. alone, so he was not with anyone. So he probably was either with friends or he was solo drinking. I was like, I'm gonna go down by the water, and he's probably envisioning that he's gonna like go down by the water and just kind of have like a peaceful walk. But then, oh, the Princess One on a boat is playing, and they're playing like some country music, some other like old rock and stuff. And he's like, wow, this is really disturbing the walk that I thought I was gonna take. I know how to correct this. I'm going to cuss them all out and then they'll end up changing the music because that's how you solve problems. A little did he know that that did not solve his problem. And he just walked on by still drunk. Then he was shouting in the background the whole entire time. We were outside for, for probably like 45 minutes. I don't have words for this man just cussing out old people in the Princess Winona. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. Not really. <laughs> like just let them live. They're just cruising down the river. Let them go. They are not harming you. But, you know, and that might be the inner hall director of me, but they are not harming you. They are not your concern. Let it go, baby. Yeah, it's not that big. A lot of people just let the actions of others just bother them, which is rich because I'm letting this guy's drunken actions bother me. But still, I mean, I think I am coming from a place where it's justified. Maybe not. But I did want to bring up somebody else's actions that is bothering people. And you want to know what I'm going to bring up and why I love it here? I love it here. Connor and I kind of talked about this and we're just going to cut it out because I want to Kayla's thoughts on this. We're talking about Scarlett Johansson suing Disney. And I'm never super like in the way that people deserve more money. But for this, I kind of am because she had like a back ended deal where I don't know whoever hasn't heard this. She's basically suing Disney because they released Black Widow on streaming services and she didn't get a cut of that. So her contract stated that when she makes her solo movie, she's going to get like X percentage of the dollars from the revenue. And when they did the whole, hey, we're going to also release it on Disney Plus and there's going to be a $30 fee to watch it, we're not going to give you any of the money. She stated that she reached out to the new president of Disney and she never heard back from him. The service itself generated $60 million worth of profit in like the first weekend, which is a sizable amount of money that she could have earned. And seeing as how, I don't remember how much Robert Downey Jr. made from Endgame, but I think it was like $75 million, which is a huge amount of money. And she's not getting the same kind of compensation it's kind of messed up, especially because she's probably the most prominent woman in the Marvel series and she finally got her own solo movie. And now it kind of looks like the studio is doing her wrong. And I just needed to know, I don't know if you guys have kept up with it or anything, but Disney released a statement to which they said there is no merit whatsoever to this filing. The lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. So they're kind of hiding behind COVID-19 for them dropping the ball on giving one of their superstars more money. Which, uh, if she wants to chase the bag, she can definitely do that. But I think to um, use the pandemic as a scapegoat is pretty tasteless. From their perspective or her perspective? I don't From know. Their pers- uh, okay. Disney was like, it's the global pandemic and this is not wrapped in merit. So basically they're saying, how can you want more money during the 
pandemic and all of this stuff, which I mean, they have like a surface level point with that, but it's much deeper than that because they're trying to cover their own heinies because they right. got the ball on that. Not to mention, how can you be hurting for money in the global pandemic when they laid off 98% of their Disney college program people? Exactly. Um, and just kind of said, sorry, we're kicking you out of your housing. We're getting rid of 98% of your things. You're not going to have a job right now. Please go home. We might bring you back later. Exactly. Um, problem with that. Also, <laughs> would they have done this if it was Robert Downey Jr.? Honest mm -hmm. question. Exactly. So uh, give the girl her bag and let her go. Exactly. See, that's why Pay I her the money she's worth. you on this. <laughs> Because they would not have done it if it was Robert Downey Jr. They would not have done it if it was Chris Evans. They probably might not have even done it if it was Jeremy Renner. And right. Like, I would say that they're like equal roles in the Marvel because they're like partners and a duo and all of that stuff. They're like equal supporting cast characters. But if Jeremy Renner was like, I want more money, I don't think they would have ignored him. They would have fought him for a little bit, but they would eventually have been like, all right, fine. Yeah, but and like Disney, if we're wrong, who cares? <laughs> no, and they didn't even renegotiate the terms. She reached out and they ignored her. So that's also, you know, it, it's also like the precedent that is going to happen because other actors are probably taking note of this. I don't know if it's enough to sway them one way or another. But the thing with like HBO Max is that they're releasing things and they worked it into the contract that they could do that. And you don't have to pay 30 bucks to watch a movie on HBO Max. I watched Suicide Squad over the weekend for free. Hmm. I did pay $30 to watch Black Widow though. So, and it didn't go towards Scarlett Johansson at all. You, you, know should, you should just find her Venmo and just <laughs> directly Venmo her, you know, 20% or whatever the I would. I'd be says. like, here's ScarJo, here's $7.30. Um, please enjoy, I don't know what wealthy people buy, but I, I think that that might be um, premium gas price over in Los Angeles, maybe. So maybe she can use one gallon of that to fill up her Ferrari or something. Oh, Lord. And like, yeah, it's just annoying too, because of like the diversity in media, of like people saying like, oh, women are always paid the same, like that they are owed, which is drastically incorrect <laughs> alongside like transgender and non-binary people in the media as well. Like they're not getting paid the same thing other people are getting paid, not to mention people of color in the industry. Um, like there was another thing too, with like ABC and Shonda Rhimes saying like Shonda had asked for a raise and they were like, no, we're not going to give that to you. And she's like, okay, well, if you guys are taking everyone and like giving them annual passes for Disney, I want an annual pass. And she was like, or the ABC just looked at her and was like, we're not giving you two annual passes. We're only going to give you what we want to give you. And she was like, fine, then I'm starting my own company and I'm leaving. Yeah, because she wait, was responsible wait, for a lot of their stuff. Shonda Rhimes <laughs> is in like the person behind Grey's Anatomy? Yes. As Shonda in, Rhimes like, literally got into a fight with ABC over how she was being compensated, which compensation is a really big thing. We like making money and having those added benefits, right? <laughs> She got into the issue to where like she wasn't being properly compensated for the work that she was doing when Grey's Anatomy is arguably one of like the most like watched shows on ABC, Absolutely. if I'm not mistaken. And she was just kind of like, you know what? I don't want to deal with this. I'm going to go sell the rights to like streaming of Grey's Anatomy somewhere else or like whatever show it was for specifically. And she just kind of moved off of that and was like, we're not doing this. Crazy until she also, got compensated like they eventually had to like meet and work with her because she was like if you don't meet me here i'm pulling gray's anatomy like I, think, I will leave i think she's going to netflix now i think that's what i was reading yeah she was going to netflix she's also in charge of scandal i'm pretty sure too yeah and, and how to get away with murder and which are practice. all huge shows who 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 is looking at shauna rhymes and saying like <laughs> no we got who's not giving her disney passes she's making the best abc content making mouse is not. <laughs> the mouse was like we don't need her and everyone's like yes you do <laughs> the mouse and yet steve and i are giving the mouse like seven bucks a month for yeah i don't look dude i can be a hypocrite my sister's paying for disney plus i just okay. pay full price for black widow because of florence yeah. Pugh. regardless Fair. regardless that is 
understandable because Florence Pugh is just fantastic. Kayla, the moment we've all been waiting for, what do you love and what do you hate? Ooh, my I hate it here is because I just did this. Um, long drives over like five hours alone. Um, mm. you, hit to a, you hit to a certain point where you just kind of lose your sanity. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like you run through like the music that you want to listen to and you hit different spurts of energy. You don't want to listen to a podcast because you'll fall asleep. Like there's a lot of different stages to the road trip. And by like hour five, you're just like, I don't want to drive anymore but also at the same vein like stopping doesn't make sense either when you're already like halfway to your destination so yeah that's why i hate it here i think you get to the point of where it's like delirious where you're like oh i don't know what i'm gonna do like i go through the same thing like i'm like oh i'm gonna make a playlist for this drive and everything and i just end up like skipping most of the songs and like i don't want to listen yep. to this i don't want to listen to this i don't want to listen to this i don't want to listen to this and then it's just like what do i listen to next it's like like you're saying a podcast you know you could fall asleep or you could get drowsy and it's like what do you it's just hard to keep your attention for that long of a time span yeah and the counter has done the michigan to jersey jersey to michigan drive a few times so he's probably got some thoughts yeah no i mean it's definitely an acquired taste and it's uh you know if, if you enjoy like your personal solitude i think solo drives can be enjoyable but uh you definitely lose part of your sanity I it's like a little bit like even, yeah you didn't even believe the if you enjoy your solitude, it can be. I feel like you didn't believe what you're saying. With that. Listen, I'm I'm reading off the teleprompter you prepared for me, Stephen. I don't know. What <laughs> okay, to that's tell right. You. That's right. This is your writing. He's like, if uh, you enjoy your solitude, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but no, I've I've done the drive solo, back and forth five times, and yeah. then that's I've done bad. it, and I've done it once with um, I did one way with my girlfriend, and like when you travel with somebody, it's just like. If it's somebody you get along with, I should qualify. If it's somebody you hate, it'd probably be even worse. But like, if it's somebody you enjoy spending time with or can tolerate, then it like, it goes by so much quicker. Mm-hmm. Um, like that 12, like the 11 hour drive felt like maybe four or five when I was with somebody. But uh, oh, that's no, I, I, I do. Um, I do podcasts. I do music. I tried doing audiobooks for a while, but uh, I kind of fell out of those. I don't know. So you drove through. I'm guessing like Western PA, Kayla? Where, yes. Where were you driving from? Okay. So I drove down from West Michigan through the Ohio Turnpike and then down the PA Turnpike for like 200 miles. Did you get to see much of the mountain area? That's so cool. I'm actually in like the mountain area. Like this campus is surrounded by mountains. We're like in the yeah. pits of the valley kind of. And it, it's absolutely gorgeous. Like for a college campus to have like minimal light pollution in the summer and be able to actually see a starry sky is amazing. Yeah. Um. So it was really cool to like be able to drive through the mountains like in the early morning. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like we also stopped because I was driving with my family, but my mom was in her car and my dad was driving the moving truck. So mm-hmm. we stopped and then we, which also was part of my like, I hate it here. I don't want to stop because <laughs> right. we were stopping in the middle of Ohio. Sorry, Ohioans. I just can't do it. No, this um, is an anti-Ohio podcast. Don't thank worry. God. <laughs> um, but like we had stopped so we drove early in the morning and as we were driving to campus the sun was just like rising over the mountains and it was a beautiful moment to watch yeah and now like I see it as I'm walking to work every day at like 8 a.m yeah so you've gone to live in some interesting places you lived in South Dakota you spent a little bit of time in LA you've seen Mm -hmm. some different topography some different locales and I think for like People like I grew up in Michigan. I spent a lot of my life in Michigan and I think Michigan's a beautiful state, 
but to just drive for hours it's not i don't think it's like my favorite place to drive like especially like so- southern michigan it's just like a lot of flat ohio like nothing more needs to be said uh <laughs> but like to, like i i do like once i pass the ohio pennsylvania border because that's instantly like for one i can break my i can now go to the bathroom i have a rule i don't stop in ohio even if i have to go to the bathroom so sure. pennsylvania is like instantly my bladder is like relieved and then plus it just like you see the mountains and uh it just it just a lot more scenic and i think that helps with the drives too if you can like appreciate what you're looking at and it's not just like cement walls and you know like rb signs everywhere it's just so much better <laughs> not the rbs rbs direct at to ohio (laughs) yeah no state has more arby's than ohio which just shows you the quality of both the restaurant and the state (laughs) that's all i have to say about it but i no to your point yes i think long drives suck if you one don't have a good person two it's a bad location also if you had a bad car i feel like i've been fortunate to where my car is pretty dependable but i know people who have taken like long drives and ended up like tripling their time because their car breaks down or something like that yeah no don't want that what do you drive kayla if, if, if i'm not prying too much you're not prying i drive a 2016 jeep cherokee Ooh, so you're riding I, well i am riding well uh mainly because for the same reason of you saying like taking a shit car on a long road trip for my grad school drive it was 16 hours from like Pinkhaning to Vermilion, South Dakota, and it was through Iowa, which is another no-stop state. Like <laughs> just you stop at the world's largest truck stop, you do anything you need to do, and then you go. You do not stop anywhere else in this state. Nice. But as we were getting ready to leave, like before that, I drove like I drove like a 2012 Jeep Liberty, which was like the last of the line. They don't make anymore. They didn't have any of the parts. And we were looking at it, and I looked at my mom and I was like, I think I need to get a new car before before I go to grad school and she's like why i was like one the winters in south dakota are worse than michigan two i don't know if this car is gonna make it <laughs> and then we took it to um, a mechanic because my mom just wanted to see like what their thoughts were on it and they were like yeah if she takes this car to iowa and you try to do it in one trip your car is probably going to explode Whoa. and i was like love that told you <laughs> <laughs> and then we ended up with the jeep cherokee that has now seen us through several there and back road trips to south dakota and now pennsylvania perfect what's the jeep culture like whenever i see jeep people like they always have like stickers or they like talk about having like a wave like what's is that part of the jeep culture the jeep wave is part of the culture if you drive a wrangler if you don't drive a wrangler jeep culture usually doesn't apply unless you are a very cool cherokee owner or any other initiate of the jeep family yeah just because people are always like oh do you experience jeep culture and i'm like nope not a once because people are very almost elitist in the sense of like it is wranglers or nothing and then you've got people where you see like 17 jeep cherokees just parked and you're like okay my people i'm gonna park over there (laughs) gotcha what do you love my love it here uh steven you already know about this one but when i was out in uh barnegat with my partner and some of his friends we went to this lovely donut place that i posted on my instagram story and they serve them warm oh my god so so my My I love it here is warm donuts and good company just because like sharing donuts and sharing time with a lot of good people and like making new friends and new relationships is something that I really enjoy. If I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't be in higher education, but um, yeah, warm donuts and good relationships, mainly because you got to pick 
like whatever types of donuts you wanted and they made them right in front of you so it was just like a cake donut topped with whatever they had like key lime they had s'mores um they had like a lemon glaze it was wonderful donuts steven you need to come out here and see that there was a place in troy michigan called duck donuts that does something similar where it's like an assembly line so it's like cake donuts and they have whatever frosting you want to put on it you can like build your own donut and I was so jealous when I saw that photo that you posted because if anyone knows anything about me, I love donuts. There is actually a donut in the kitchen that has my name on it when we're done recording that I'm going to go. Does just... it actually have your name on it? It doesn't. Um, okay. It, it should. It should, but it doesn't. So maybe I'll write, I'll use this pen and write my name on it. Yeah, I do. I, I totally agree with you. I mean, there's something about being with quote unquote your people that just makes everything so much more worth it. And whether that is like going out to dinner or just kind of hanging out in bonfire or something like you can go to a bonfire with people, you know, but it's much different when they're like your group of people or the people that you connect with or something like there's my high school friends, which you guys both fall under, but then also like we go to bonfires and stuff. And then there's my SVSU friends where there's like different things you're bonding over and different experiences you're sharing. Whereas like high school, those are my friends for like ever. Whereas with SVSU, like I was super close to them because, you know, no one else you're staying up till at 2 a.m. in the library studying about things with. So you just kind of bind differently. And and then you get to adulthood and you're like making friends with your coworkers and stuff and seeing them outside of the workplace. And it's like, wow, you're actually really cool. So, yeah, I totally I support that. That's a good, good answer. I, I had to bring up the donuts again just because you were the first person to respond to be like, <laughs> I need these donuts. Yes, I needed them. I needed them to be put into an IV and just pumped it directly into my body. That's how bad they are. I will say, do not eat more than two. (laughs) You will have a sugar crash that will last about six hours. I'm eating four so I can sleep for 12 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Check them as my sleep medication. Yeah. Melatonin. Melatonin? No, warm donuts. (laughs) Warm donuts. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Well, I think that brings us to a conclusion. Kayla, I hope you had fun on your first interview on the I Love It Here, Hate It Here podcast wonderful time as we'll always up on tuesday which you can watch today's monday so we're gonna go ahead and edit this and shoot it on out if you, you get to watch me do the outro now too so i don't know why i said shoot it on out but <laughs> shoot it know, on out tomato tomato <laughs> if you have any questions comments concerns anything you want us to listen to or watch or if you want to be a guest email us at i love it here i hate it here at gmail.com follow us on twitter at love hate it here instagram facebook i love it here i hate it here and that is all we will see you all not really see i don't know why i always say we'll see you but you'll listen to us all in a week so everyone peace and love take care all of that fun stuff treat yourself